Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast recapping the relationships between mystical creatures spanning the years 1492, 1864, even through the early 2000s. Um, My name is Beth. I'm joined as as always by my esteemed co-host Claire. We have a very special guest, our old pal Lindsay joining us today. For season two, episode 18, Klaus. Klaus. We meet at last. We meet Klaus outside of Elijah's body. Spoiler alert for Alaric. the episode. Oh, Alaric. <laughs> it's early to be doing that. Though. I know. Sorry, everyone. Should so, we start over? No way. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> Super honored to be here. Um, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> so, when did you first watch The Vampire Diaries? Like when it was on the air? Yeah, I did. I watched like part of the first season when it was on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever finished it until the age of streaming. Oh yeah. And then I watched a lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs> but so. yeah, I actually read the books. Before there was a show. Wow. That's very scholarly. So you're like way more qualified than I am for this. I don't remember a lot of it because it was, um, even as a teenager, it was unreadable garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the books. (laughs) Like, like if the babysitters club like grew up and decided to like try and be gothy. Mm. Wow. Okay. I'm sold. <laughs> and they were it was way different than the show too cuz I think it came out in like 1991. Oh, wow. That's a long ass. This is ago. a vintage story, Claire. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> so all these like product placement of technology things must really have shaken up the original story. <laughs> Hashtag #myfi. <laughs> There's definitely a lot more bing. <laughs> uh, but there, I mean the the, I think the the teen, like teenage storytelling at the time was a lot different too. So like mm-hmm. Elena was, um, like super popular, like homecoming queen, tall blonde. Like mm-hmm. she was essentially Caroline in the books. Yeah. And, and Caroline was her, I think, or you know, would have been the Nina Dobrev. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see. And it's constantly they were like in competition with each other all the time, and that the the whole story is like I think that they both had a big crush on Stefan, mm. who I believe was actually Italian in the books. Like, <laughs> well, he's Italian I think in the they, show, but like, I think it's they were a big like, meatball. Like moved there from Italy, like that's why they were oh. the new kids. I, and this could all be wrong too. So it would have been more appropriate for him to say mozzarella yes. in the book. <laughs> <laughs> and all I right. think like they they like. Elena in the book is like pursuing him aggressively and he's like giving her the cold shoulder and she's pissed about it. Um, I like this version. (laughs) All right. There's also no Jeremy, which would make you guys. Well, now I need to read it. I know. Let's just start the podcast over and we'll recap the books. (laughs) Also, Tyler's still a rapist, but his last name is. Smallwood. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, really great detail. <laughs> I love it. We are blessed by this knowledge. So now it's canon that Tyler has a small dick. I know. Before know. we just assumed, now we have proof. I mean, we felt that way about Alaric previously. I don't remember why. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we watched an episode of the show 
I suppose we could talk about it. (laughs) Sure. So we open where we ended last week with Elena sitting in the basement with Elijah's gray body having just pulled the dagger covered in white ash out of his shoulder heart area. His heart? Why do I keep thinking it's his shoulder? I don't (laughs) know. I did it last week. Is your heart in your shoulder? Mine is. That's what makes me so special. Oh my god. (laughs) It's amazing. Yes. So Elena pulls it out and like... I don't know. I was expecting that he would get the color back in his face pretty quick and just kind of stand up all jaunty because vampires seem to recover quickly. Mm. But our homeboy was like writhing, like his limbs were cracking. He was like gasping for breath. It was very weird. And he immediately started hallucinating and he thought that Elena was Catherine. (laughs) And so we launched straight into our first flashback of the episode because yes, this is a flashback episode Amazing. The best ones always are. <laughs> now we're in 1492 at some fancy-ass party with Elijah and Trevor, and they're both wearing horrible wigs. Yes, yeah, so Lindsay wig. pointed out the wigs <laughs> in this episode. I think my note here was flashback wig game week. <laughs> <laughs> you burnt. <laughs> also, I like that they used 1492. Like, they're like, teenagers will recognize this date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they picked 1492. I mean, there was important stuff happening that you're all over the world. I guess, yeah. (laughs) So, yes, Elijah and Trevor are talking about something. Oh, Trevor has brought Katharina for Elijah to meet. And guess what? In 1492, Catherine was British. (laughs) Or she was trying. She has... I'm, you know, no shade to Nina Dobrev, but I personally think my British accent is better than Katharina's. Yeah, it left a little bit to be desired, for sure. (laughs) But maybe it was a character choice, because she was from Bulgaria, so not only was English not her first language, but British was probably not her first accent. (laughs) Whoa, quick question. So, if you were from a different country, and then you moved to a country that spoke English, you would try and speak English with the accent of... Yeah. Whatever country you were in. I guess maybe if she moved to England first, she would have learned it with a British accent. Right. Yeah, like, all the people in Scandinavia who learn English, I feel like... They probably speak with a British accent. Yeah. Whoa. Cultural anthropology over here. Actually, I have no idea. I think you generally keep your Bulgarian accent. (laughs) But if she's trying to mimic... Because she's on the run. She was expelled yeah. from Bulgaria. They threw her out for being a hussy. Uh, well, yeah, I guess she's trying to, like, hide her Bulgarian heritage. Then, I mean, it would be super weird if she had an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Was there even Although she American was still going by Katarina, and Elijah knew she was Bulgarian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh we're 30 seconds into the episode. We're doing a great job so far. <laughs> So it's all like, oh, Lord Elijah, it's so lovely to meet you. And Elijah kisses her hand and makes eyes at her. And I think that's really all that happens in this flashback. It is, yeah. We basically just see Elijah meeting Catherine, a.k.a. Katarina. And he's pulled out of that pretty quick because boyfriend can't breathe. Yep. And we're like, what's going on? Why can't he breathe? Oh, because the house changed ownership while he was sleeping, <laughs> and he has not been invited in. So we do get to see what happens when a vampire is not invited into a place, and yet somehow he's there. Yeah, that his body starts like intense. hurling him against walls. <laughs> I'm a little confused. Like, do vampires breathe? Like, can't they? 
dead, do they need to breathe? That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Like, right. Like, if you yeah. don't breathe, would you be super uncomfortable by the fact that you can't? I guess on this show, vampires do breathe. <laughs> they do bleed, too. And so. they apparently pee. Or wait, we never really found out because Vicky said that she had to pee, but then she came back and was like, false alarm. <laughs> she- it's like a phantom limb kind of feel when, like, you no longer have it, but you think that you still have to go. Oh, we, my God. We need answers. R.I.P. Vicky. Her, yeah. her attempts at trying to comfort him, too, were super bizarre to me. Oh, yeah. So Elena's, like, hovering over him. She sees him start flipping out and thinks, hmm, this disoriented original vampire is writhing in pain. I think I'm going to run toward him. And, like, hover over his body, like, not actually doing anything. Well, that's like, if I were pulling a dagger out of a dead body that I knew was going to come back to life, I feel like I would have waited on the other side of the door. Right? Or, like... Or even just, like, had a weapon just in case. Something besides just, like, right next to... And then, yeah, a rush forward to give have him a hug. Have you guys met Elena? She's too yeah. noble and kind to do anything of that sort. I'm just surprised she didn't hug him. <laughs> I know. It seemed like she was trying to a little bit. Yeah. Right? She's like, it's She's Elena, like, it's Elena, it's fine. <laughs> and then he realized, they all, they both kind of realize at the same time he's not invited in, and he's like, get me out of here. And then he zooms out the door, and he's like crouching in the doorway in this really weird pose, just like staring at her. It was like the, the like superhero landing pose. You yes. Know, like anytime someone jumps from a high. Yeah. And he like stayed in that position for a long time. I'm like, you must have really good core strength. <laughs> so they start having this conversation but elena makes them whisper because stefan and damon are upstairs and i'm like they couldn't hear from the basement i know (laughs) yeah they were definitely full volume in the basement and a lot of like violent crashing and (laughs) yeah Maybe, like, Elena's a klutz and always crashing into things, so they didn't think anything of it. <laughs> it's what it sounds like. Although later, Stefan is surprised that she's not in bed, so who the fuck knows? Maybe they took a vampire Ambien. <laughs> I hope so. Vambian? Yes. <laughs> um, so Elijah is like, listen, you need to tell me what happened, because he doesn't really know, like, how everything went down. And Elena just kind of looks at him knowingly and hands him the special dagger. Yeah, because she's like, you have to trust me. And he's like, what? Yeah. So as a gesture, she gives him the dagger so he knows that she's not going to surprise stab him again. Fair enough. Because last time he was awake, he had just been at a really fucking weird dinner party (laughs) and gotten stabbed twice. So I know. understandably a little bit hesitant right now to get on board with whatever the fuck's going on. Man, I just love Elisha. He's the best. I know. Now I see why I love him so much. He's so handsome. He's so dreamy. He's Uh, very handsome and such a gentleman. I mean, right now he's not looking his best. Like, he's still really gray. His hair is floppy and overgrown. Yeah. (laughs) He has kind of the butt hairdo right now. (laughs) And his suit is in tatters because of when he got (laughs) flamethrowered. Oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he's looked better, but he's still hotter than either of the Salvatores. You want to kiss him on the mole? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's when we get the title card. It is, yep. And then we immediately go to 
the upstairs of the Salvatore boarding house where Stefan has awoken in bed and he's like, Elena, Elena, where are you? And he starts searching How for her. How dare you leave this bed without me? I know. He's like, I didn't buy you this creepy house to hold you <laughs> hostage so that you could just get up whenever you want. I mean, last week she wanted to go to school. This week she's not staying in the bed until he wakes up. What a bitch. <laughs> this lady is out of line. So he starts running around and goes downstairs and sees that like the door to the cellar or the dungeon is ajar and he and Damon zoom down there and they're like fuck right because they see the empty basement so I guess they assume that Elijah that Elena took the dagger out and maybe Elijah stole Elena or something I don't know yeah they're worried they weren't okay with it they're always worried they're like basically both Elena's mom with how worried they are about her all the time. I know. Except Elena's mom, a.k.a. Guardian, a.k.a. Jenna, could give a fuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, their very presence is like has her in constant danger, though, so it's... Yeah. There is always that little detail. <laughs> right. I know. I feel like Andy is here at some point. Yeah, so... Either right before or after they go down to the basement, we see that Andy's here and she's chatting up Damon. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I want a snack before you go to work. And she's like, oh, but it gets so messy. Can you just eat from a blood bag today? And I'm like, this is so fucked up. I know. But they're talking about it like, I don't have time to make you French toast. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but he lets her go. Yeah. Great job, Dan. Yeah. You've met the very lowest bar for acceptable behavior for this moment, but spoiler alert, it doesn't last. No, absolutely not. But we haven't seen Andy in quite a few episodes. Yeah, I had kind of forgotten about Andy. Yeah. But apparently too. she's just been hanging around all this time. And in this episode, Stefan keeps referring to her as his plaything. And there's a point where he makes that comment like right in front of her, and she's like, Excuse me, it's none of your business, Stefan. <laughs> And it's like this very weird thing because they are technically in a relationship and Andy has like enough awareness of what's going on to like have her opinions about things and like obviously it's fucked up and I don't like it but I also like Andy like even when she's compelled she's sassy and wants to like <laughs> be in control of Well it's like the show like tries to throw these like nuggets of like we're aware that this is terrible so we're gonna like give her an attitude right? Yeah. and that's gonna make up for it. But you, I kind of like, I want to be like, just stop pointing it out. Yeah. It's like, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. <laughs> if you're going to try and make me forget, just let me forget. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things we have to forget about every single character to like them. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Literally almost every character except for Aunt Jenna. Yeah, it's like Matt hasn't done anything super fucked up, but even him, we're, we hate him more than these other characters. I know. Matt hasn't raped anybody, but he's still... He hasn't like, murdered anybody. <laughs> Matt is luckily not in this episode, although sadly neither is Caroline. Yeah, we have no Matt, Caroline, Jeremy, Bonnie, right? Yeah, weirdly, Michael Trevino's name was in the opening credits this week. That's Who's Michael Trevino? Tyler. Oh. And I wonder if he's just always in the opening credits, and it's just like one of those things where on IMDb it will say parentheses credit only. Oh, I never knew what that meant. So I was waiting for Tyler to show up when I noticed that, but I'm learning so much about showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, sorry, Michael Trevino, you are not in this episode. You yeah, burnt. You were on a beach somewhere, maybe. I'm okay with that. I really dislike Tyler. <laughs> yeah, he sucked. Yeah. I'm a little sad that Caroline wasn't around, but the rest of them I could do without. And no Jeremy. Well, I, I almost forgot he liked this episode yeah. so much. <laughs> anyway, I think we then go to Alaric's apartment where Catherine is still trapped there and Alaric, or sorry, Alar Klaus <laughs> is talking about how he's he wants to be back in his old body or his own body. And in the process, he disses Alaric's hairdo, which I was wondering how you felt about that, Beth, because I know you like his fluffy hair. I do like Alaric's fluffy hair. I was like, damn, that's the one thing that you pick out to make fun of Alaric for. Why not, not like his, his shitty apartment? Or his shitty apartment. <laughs> His apartment is really shitty. Like it's a super bachelor pad. Yeah. It had like it's... a race car poster <laughs> and a it. dartboard. <laughs> it looks like what a what a what a super basic dude would call his like man cave. Yeah. Yes. Totally. <laughs> I still can't get over the like bombed out wall. <laughs> Like, what is that supposed to be? I don't know. It's like somebody heard the phrase exposed brick and got confused. (laughs) It's like like another one that's like, all right, this show's for teenagers. What do teenagers think a really cool loft apartment looks like? They're like, oh, race cars and broken bricks. Got it. Yeah, like, it looks super distressed, but it also has these, like, really, like, basic ikea cabinets like the (laughs) bottom model it's just so weird it doesn't go together at all it's like it wants to be that shabby chic mansion but it it can't nothing can be the shabby chic mansion so he has man witch there and he sends him away to fetch his body because this body has outlived its usefulness I have a question about klaus's body do they cover at any point why his he's not in his body there's a point at which Elijah says that one of his favorite tricks is inhabiting a body. And I feel like the idea was that he was doing recon by, oh, okay. like, infiltrating their gang. But so also, like I think... a dagger I, in him. I just feel just... like Klaus really likes drama mm-hmm. and just wants to fuck shit up. He's a shit stirrer. Okay. And wants to be really extra about everything. What was interesting, too, at this point is that Klaus was all, like or Alar Klaus, if you will, was kind of giving us a recap. He's like, listen, so I killed the witch, I got the moonstone, I'm at the birthplace of the doppelganger, shit is looking up for me. Yeah, and it's almost the full moon, it's time to break this damn curse. Right, I know. And he's also sassing Catherine about how last time she fucked up the he curse. Sassing, I'm sorry, he is sassing her so hard. He's like, oh yes, I did find your birthplace eventually, and I slaughtered your whole family, remember that? <laughs> And I remember that flashback episode where we saw her going back and finding her dead family, and it was so sad. It was. And he's just, like, casually mentioning it. Well, to look her. on her face in this scene, you're just more of just like a... <laughs> yeah. She's just like, fuck you. And... But she shares that Elena will not do the same thing. She won't run because she doesn't want anybody to die. But the subtext is, Elena is too dumb. She will stay put. <laughs> I also have to point out that Catherine is wearing, like, a super intense cocktail dress in this scene. Oh, is she? Yeah, she, like, looks very fancy, and then she changes later. Yeah, because I remember her being in, like, a blue cami. Yeah, she's, like, wearing a cocktail dress in this scene, and I just thought that it looked super out of place and weird. I would feel like after being in the tomb in that party (laughs) dress, she would never want to wear a dress again. Right? I'd be in sweatpants forever just in case I get thrown in the tomb. (laughs) 
<laughs> but Catherine, like I guess... insurance pants. Like. <laughs> yes. Or at least, like, have them, in, in, like, in your butt or something. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. He compels her to not leave the apartment until he says so. And then he goes out to cause some more drama. And then we pop over to see that Elena and Elijah have moved on from the Salvatore boarding house and they're just taking a nice car ride, chatting, catching up on their business. <laughs> and Elijah's just like drinking from a blood bag. It's like <laughs> the real world equivalent would be like smoking a joint like, in the front seat of the car, <laughs> like, like broad daylight. He right, I didn't care. even think that that was weird, which goes to show that I'm getting used to this show. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you're getting your color back. You look better. He's like, yeah, I drank some fucking blood. That's how it works. So their conversation is cut a bit short because Elena receives a phone call from one Stefan Salvatore. Surprise, surprise. I'm surprised it took this long. I know. I mean, maybe they've only been gone for the house from the house five minutes. Yeah. And he's like, where are you? Where's Elijah? And she's like, oh, he's right here. <laughs> yeah. NBD. These are my favorite Elena moments. Where <laughs> she's like in this perilous situation and she just acts totally normal. Like, oh, Elijah's right here. Oh, hello, Craigslist people who want to kill me. Thank you so much for coming. Like, it's just her niceties override like her what should be fear. Yeah. And she tells Seven, Elijah and I need some time alone. <laughs> I feel like if I was in a car with Elijah, that's exactly the same thing that I would say to anybody who was asking about my business. Like, we need some time alone. Yes. Like, leave, leave us. We're fine. And then Stefan is like, listen, I'm really worried about this. And Elena just pulls out, Elijah is a noble man. <laughs> and she's looking Elijah in the eyes this whole time because she's, like, challenging him to, you know, be what she's saying. Right. Like, he is a man of his word. And... He knows that he can trust me now because I pulled the dagger out. So now we're even. I'm like, yes, you undid his murder and therefore <laughs> you're even. Now it's he like knows the only reason there was a dagger to pull out was because she stabbed him in the heart with it. But Elijah's just looking like, touche, Elena. And she hangs up on Stefan and Damon's like, OMG, did she just hang up on you? And he's like, OMG, she totally did. But I know. Stefan in this scene and in this episode is surprisingly like, yeah, let's just let Elena do her thing. Like, she said she was going to find another way because she doesn't want Bonnie to die. Let's just let this play out. But Damon is like, fuck, no. I am not into it. So once again, they're butting heads. Like, we mentioned a a week or two ago that it seemed like they were the same person for a while because they had the same goal, but now they're kind of on opposite sides again. Right, yeah, and I think in this episode, too, we see a lot of Damon's feelings for Elena Mm -hmm. becoming more pronounced, or at least he's just sharing them more, because when Stefan is like, listen, we just have to, like, trust her and let her do her thing, he's like, you can do that, fuck you, my plan is way better. And that's so annoying, like, shut up, Damon. Yeah, also fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I'm saying shut up, Stefan, and I do say shut up, Stefan, at least once in this episode, but... Today it's shut up, Damon. Totes. Mostly because I'm like, Elijah should be here. He's so handsome, you can trust him. (laughs) He's so good. I love him. I love this man. Uh, So Elijah is like, all right, fine, give me your phone and we can talk. So he 
takes her phone and puts it in his breast pocket. And they have a truce, at least for now. Breast pocket, so classy. Yes. And so he then launches into another flashback, I think. Yes, we go back to 1492. And this is where we meet Klaus, for realsies. Right, so Elijah is... So I guess we already saw this a tiny bit because Elijah is there, Trevor brought Katerina, and... It looks like it's the same party, but I feel like it's supposed to be a different day. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. I thought it was just like two minutes after the last flashback. Because it seems like Elijah and Catherine know each other a little bit at this point. Oh, okay. So Elijah has summoned Klaus to meet her. They're just party animals. A lot of different parties to go to in 1492. I know. And they're all at the same place. Because they have a budget, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, so this is where Klaus becomes introduced to Katerina, a.k.a. Catherine. Um, What really surprised me is that Elijah was like, well, here he is, like, in all of his glory. And then Klaus walks in, and they blocked his face for, like, 30 seconds before we finally saw him. You were so mad when you thought that you weren't going to be able to see (laughs) Yeah, Beth was yelling about it. (laughs) I was, because it's like... We've been seeing Klaus only in Alaric's body so far. I thought he was going to be 70 and it was going to be this huge big twist. <laughs> and then we see him and he also has a bad wig, but he has a cute face and he's young. But he looks terrible in the wig. Like oh, it, the wig. It does not frame his face correctly. No, it's the English mullet we were t- calling it. <laughs> yes. So welcome Joseph Morgan, who plays Klaus. He makes his fir- his big entrance. And Elijah makes a comment about how he likes to make an entrance. Yes. And, like, by walking into the room. Maybe <laughs> it's by having a terrible wig. Yes. And he introduces her to Katarina as Lord Niklaus. Yes. And he's like, Niklaus is my father's name. Please call me Klaus. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't actually say that. He says Niklaus is the name his father gave him. Yes. But it would be funnier if he said the other. Just call me Klaus for short. Call me Klaus. KK. And we're like, whoa, knee Klaus. That's not the name we've been saying. I thought Klaus could be its own name. It but I don't know anyone named Klaus. Me either. I'll, I associate the name with Gossip Girl because there was this running joke about how Lily Vanderwoodson had previously been married to two different men named Klaus. One with a C and one with a K. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Uh, this show has so much in common with Gossip Girl. There's Klaus's, they bang shit. <laughs> I don't think that Vampire Diaries ever gets on the vitamin water branding campaign. Oh, like what Gossip is surprising Girl does, if they but... did. You guys, I loved vitamin water when it came out. There was a store, like a convenience store between my house and the Dunkin' Donuts that I worked at. So sometimes I would be walking to the Dunkin' Donuts and I would stop in and treat myself to a refreshing, healthy vitamin water. (laughs) I still drink vitamin water sometimes. They're so good. And I really feel that it might be because I've watched so much Gossip Girl. It's just in my brain. I still like the Triple X one. That shit is my jam. Triple X and Power C. They have it at the cafeteria at work. I'll settle for a vitamin water if I have no access to Gatorade and I'm very hungover. Those are, like, the only times. It's my secret shame. I'm susceptible to product placement. Same. It's also, like, even when it's not product placement, anytime somebody is drinking alcohol on TV, I crave whatever alcohol they're drinking. Same. Which is why Cougar Town has turned me into an alcoholic. (laughs) 
I just found out that Cougar Town is on Hulu. It so sure I'm is. Start watching it. Yes. I signed in with Lindsay's Hulu login and created my own profile called Bethaniel. Bethaniel. Yep. So, so yeah, shout out to Cougar Town, not for the first time, but it is on Hulu, and you should watch it because it is a delight. I'm going to. I'm going to download the episodes to watch on the plane. You oh, wait, can you do that time. with Hulu? Download that. Uh, you can make yourself a watch list. Oh, okay. So you can like pick the ones that you want to put Perfect. on, and then they'll like automatically play. I think. I don't know. How to okay. use it. I do occasionally see your name on the list, though, and I'm like, really, you want to spy on what Beth is watching? Um, I'll tell you. Bob's Burgers and Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> That's it. That's a super weird combo, friend. It is. Uh, All right. Vampire Diaries. Yes. Back to the ranch. Um, now we see that... Elijah and Elena pop over to the Lockwoods. What the fuck? Okay. There's really no reason for this. Is that where they were? Yep. Yeah. Because oh. Carol is, Mayor, Mayor Carol Lockwood is there <laughs> for like two seconds. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm skipped a scene. All right. Yeah. So they roll up and Elijah immediately compels Carol Lockwood to let her in. And she knows him from when he was pretending to be that local author who really loved history, mm-hmm. but was mostly just a thirst trap for all the cougars and mystic dolls. <laughs> right. Speaking of cougars. Um, so she's like, yeah, come in. Whatever you need. What happened, BTW? Because his suit is, like, burned all over. This is one of my favorite moments of the episode. Because I didn't even notice his shit was all burnt up until she mentioned it. He still looks so put together after having been in a basement for two weeks. And also a flamethrower literally taken to his corpsey body. Like, And somehow his hair didn't burn off. <laughs> This okay. Paris flame return. Catherine has a change of clothes in Klaus's apartment where she's being held captive. <laughs> but Elijah just walking around in a yeah. flamethrower suit. <laughs> it, it's like derelict. Like it, it's supposed to look that way. Yes! Oh my god. So good. So he's like, oh, I could use a change of clothes. And I thought she was going to offer him Tyler's clothes for a so second. So did I. I feel like they can't be that off size-wise. Yeah, but she offers her late husband's. And I was like, oh, right. There was, used to be another Mayor Lockwood who was not Carol. And who just didn't inherit the position. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> totally. Um, this was interesting, though, because we get a good tidbit where Elena's like, hey, like, how do you know Carol Lockwood, more or less? And he's... Oh, because he compels Carol Lockwood to go get him everything. She's Um, like, how did you know she wasn't on Vervain? Right. And he's like, I'm the one that got her off of Vervain, which was weird, right? Yeah, I don't know how she was taking it before. Like, maybe she had an Etsy shop jewelry piece and he insulted it. Probably. Or suggested that he would like to fuck her if only she wasn't wearing that bracelet. (laughs) And she's like throwing it (laughs) into the distance. Well, the, the, like, council, they're all... On the Vervain train, right? Yeah. Like the sheriff. Oh, and good so point. Or maybe they don't know you can put it in a, in a stylish piece of jewelry and then you have to, like, drink it or something. Yeah. Right. I forgot the Founders Council was all Vervained up. Good to know. <laughs> so one way or another, he got her off the Vervain, and he's like, yeah, that was part of my plan until you all killed me, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> So then I think we cut over from the Lockwoods um, back to the Salvatore Manor where Stefan is receiving a phone call from one Aunt Jenna. Oh my god. I wanted to scream in the scene. (laughs) Aunt Jenna calls Stefan and is like, where are Elena and Jeremy? I'm like, where the fuck have you been? You just abandoned them and now you're mad that they're not just like home waiting for you. 
Right. She's like, neither of them are answering answering their phone calls. I'm like, you literally went to live at college. Like, you I wouldn't just... be answering your phone calls either. Jesus. I know. Well, the whole time of the show, too, anytime there's interaction between Elena and Stefan and Jenna, Jenna and anyone, I have to constantly remind myself, like, this is the guardian of a 16-year-old girl who's talking to her 16-year-old, like, ward, and she's calling her 16-year-old boy, you know, who she thinks is her 16-year-old boyfriend to be like... Hey, what? Where? Where are these kids? I'm supposed to be taking care of. Right. And then it gets even better when you consider that it's her alleged 16 year old boyfriend who then is like, "Whatever you do, don't meet Alaric at the Mystic Grill." <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And she's like, "Why?" I'll explain it all to you. Oh my god. She's like, "I was gonna meet it, meet up with him to talk over something." I had all these weird messages from Elena to not talk to Alaric. What's going on? Oh my god. I mean, yeah, at least like Elena was trying to warn her. <laughs> but then, like, a bunch of messages from a 16-year-old saying, don't meet up with your boyfriend. I think my first instinct would be like, I gotta call my boyfriend and find out what's going on. Right? <laughs> and it's, once again, like, Elena being re- on really weird terms with Alaric, like, in class last week when yeah, she was also- like, that was in the 70s, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, okay. And Stefan has to zoom off to take care of that situation. It's like, there's not enough going on now. We have to deal with fucking Aunt Jenna. She couldn't have just stayed at school. I know. He's like, don't come back to Mystic Falls. Stay at college. She's like, that's a little hard to do for my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, no, the, his, he told her that, they were talking about Elena, and he said, she was kind of hoping you'd stay on campus. <laughs> Whoa. Ouch. Like, what? <laughs> Damn. That's cold, Stefan. Yeah. So but that, she felt like being a guardian again. I just imagine, like, my six-year-old boyfriend calling up my mom and being like, Lindsay was kind of hoping you'd, like, not come by the house for a few days. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. <sighs> so my next mo- note just says uh, Elijah is hot again. Because, oh, yeah. So, I mean, he was hot before, but he really cleaned up well <laughs> in the late Mayor Lockwood's suit. It was a perfect fit somehow because I don't think they're the same height at all, but no. whatever. But his hair was looking really good. It was all styled. I was, you know. Into yeah, they it. push back the Dawson's Creek, but yeah. haircut a little bit, and it's like a side part. Very now. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I was into it, and then we get another flashback, which I was also into. This flashback is once again to the party where uh, Klaus and Katharina met for the first time, and this is where. Elijah's like, oh, yes, she came from Bulgaria. And Klaus says, what was it, Beth? Klaus says hello in Bulgarian. How do you say that? I don't remember. It was like Strava or something like that. (laughs) It was. And, like, fucking Katarina was, like, beside herself. She, she like, like, had five boners in her pants. She did. And, you know, she's wearing, like, the corset, so her, like, boobs are going up and down. Her chest was heaving. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god, and I'm like, all he did was say hi in Bulgarian, girl. Like, get your shit together, have some respect. Very good, Lord Niklaus. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And the main thing of this flashback is that suddenly Elijah keeps referring to Klaus as brother. Yes. Hermano. <laughs> uh, so... My other favorite moment of the episode is when we hop out of the flashback to Elijah and Elena's conversation and he's like yes Klaus is my brother 
I believe this is how the kids today would say OMG. <laughs> it was so good. I'm a little behind the times, yes. but OMG. <laughs> also in this conversation, um, they establish that Catherine escaped the tomb and that all the Martin witches are dead, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Luca and Dr. Jonas. Jonas? Jonas, yeah. Yeah, RIP those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Elijah is catching her up. She's catching him up. I think at some point here, she lets him know that Klaus is in town in, in Alaric's body. And he's like, oh, yeah, fucking Klaus. Of course he did that. Oh, right. I don't remember which conversation that happens in, but that gets an OMG as well. Or an OFC of fucking course. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we go back to Alaric's apartment where Catherine is breaking into his alcohol stash. I mean, what's a bored girl to do? I know. And of course, Alaric is an alcoholic, apparently, so he has almost as much liquor in his home as I do. <laughs> almost. We will post I'm not an alcoholic. We will post a picture of Claire's favorite drink combo on our Instagram. <laughs> Wait, what's my favorite drink combo? I can't do a spoiler, but two oh, right. over there. It's not my favorite. They just happen to be sitting next to each other, okay? Oh, yeah, weird combo. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Catherine's dancing around, have a good time, getting sloshed, and she hears a knock at the door. She's like, well, who could this be? And who the fuck well, is she? It? She vampire hears Damon talking to Andy. Mm-hmm. Oh right! So she gets. I think she gets excited because she tries to open the door, but her hand like can't reach the doorknob because of the compulsion. Yeah. So Damon's grand plan here is to do recon at Alaric's apartment. So he's just gonna stroll up there with his fragile girlfriend, and like hope that he's not home. Like, his plan seems to be to have Andy pretend she wants to interview him for something. Exactly. That was the plan, and it made no sense. Wow. Nice one, Damon. Is he positing that Klaus is, like, not aware of who he is, or...? I think he was going to pretend to not be there so he would open the door. I don't know. He just wanted to, like, get some information. (laughs) It's the stupidest plan, and Damon is really fucking stupid in this episode. It was, like, a throwaway scene, too, because it lasted for, like, two minutes. Yeah, so, like... Andy calls out like, hey, it's Andy, Jenna's friend. Uh, can I talk to you, Alaric? And they hear the like jamming tunes that Catherine was dancing to a second ago. <laughs> and finally, Damon just opens the door and Catherine's standing there now in her blue cami. And they have this weird conversation where she's like compelled not to be able to say anything but Damon's like, well, did he compel you to do everything he says for all time? And she's like, no. And so he gives her a vial of vervain so that he won't be able to compel her any further. And there's this, like, comment about, oh, but you got to hide it because if he sees it, you're dead. Right. And I'm like, that's going in the moonstone pouch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm only calling my butthole the moonstone punch from now on. Yep. Oh, Bradley's gonna be so confused. <laughs> oh, the old moonstone pouch. <laughs> so good. I think this like, so she, yeah, he gives her, he gives her some vile range, just like drink some. Yeah. And there's a quick little like yeah, even though she had like cough. developed an immunity to it, she said earlier at some point. I guess it's been a while since she's been yeah. able to get any. Yeah, she was in the tomb for anywhere between one week and six months. That's true. 
I don't even like care what season it is anymore. I've stopped wondering. I'm pretty sure it's spring because I saw some greenery last episode. Mm. They but, were they Elijah and uh, Elena had like a a nice stroll and it was pretty green. Oh yeah, by like a man-made reservoir with a fountain in it. <laughs> yeah, I think that <laughs> a retention yeah. pond. Is is that that's like at the Lockwood Mansion? Yeah, right? like it's like their grounds, probably yeah. like the slave dungeon is somewhere because nearby. It, it looks really familiar, like because I've. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of this show, but, like, I feel like there's a lot more scenes here. Like, I they use like this area a lot. That retention pond is sort of near where Tyler and Vicky were hanging out at the founder's party when she was um, like, your mom thinks I'm trash. Yeah. Also not far from the dance floor where Amy Bradley was killed. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. Real Eleanor, a.k.a. What's her <laughs> name on the show? Is her name Vicky on The Good Place? <sighs> I feel it like is. it might be. It is? I'm pretty sure it is. We've come full circle. Wow, that's too much. <laughs> it's a reference, I have decided. Now the, the vampire diaries in the good place away. exist in the same universe. <laughs> so does Parks and Rec. Yes. Oh, wow. Every show takes place in the same universe. And now that we've discovered this, the cops are after <laughs> us, so we don't tell the rest of you. <laughs> a really long one. Apparently something really bad has happened out in the world, but we don't care. So, what happens now is that this pointless scene ends and now we're back to like, Jenna being totally clueless. Right? Right. So, Stefan has gone over to Aunt Jenna's house and he walks in and he's like, Jenna, thank you so much for not going to the grill to eat alive. (laughs) Like, as if we had forgotten why he went to the house. But he reestablished that for us. Yeah. And she is, like, making crazy faces. And the reason is revealed. Alaric is there. Oh, shit. Alar Klaus. Alar Klaus. Hey, buddy. So. Doing we... his best, like, villain impression. Like, oh, yeah. whispery villain voice. Hey, Stefan. So, so creepy. Yeah. So that we're, we hang on that cliff for a minute. Because we have to go back to uh, Elijah and Elena talking and Elijah reveals that the originals are a family and that there were seven children and that their parents were human but they were the first vampires why we don't know yet okay I wasn't sure if I just wasn't paying attention for one minute and they told something they started out human but something happened oh all right yeah so apparently in addition to Elijah and Klaus there are five others Good to know. And I'm thinking of future episodes, and I can only think of four. Do they have, like, one estranged sibling? Maybe. Maybe one of them just, like, said fuck this and killed himself. Oh, God. I'm trying to think now. I don't want to say it out loud, though. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So we're getting all these new details. Elena's kind of like, he's your brother, and you want to kill him? Like, what? So this is kind of teased throughout the episode, like what happened in this family. When does when does Lena find out that he wants to kill Klaus? Well, he told her earlier in the season, like oh, okay. when they made the deal that he would protect her loved ones. She, he was like, "You'll help me kill Klaus, but you probably have to die." But she didn't care because Elena wants to die. Okay. Right. And I, she's for it. <laughs> she's on board. I think it's in this scene where she's like. 
Klaus is your brother and you want him dead. That's so weird. And he's like, I didn't always. I really loved him at one point, but things change. Yeah. And we don't really find out what the change was totally in this episode. So no. there's intrigue there. And I think then we go back to <laughs> the awkward meeting at the Gilbert house where Alara Klaus is now like chopping vegetables and he's like oh yeah this is where he's doing his best I love chopping things the feeling of a knife in my hands makes me horny (laughs) this whole scene is so weird the the fact that Jenna is sitting there just like I mean she's got a look of like what the hell is going on her face but I can't imagine like verbalize that like what the fuck is happening right now like why are you being such a weird creep like why are you whispering in a villain voice like (laughs) your entire body language is super bizarre like yeah she's just standing there like i mean i feel like what else would you do if you were aunt jenna because like last time she was in town she had just found out that he had been lying about his wife being dead and then while she was gone, her ward left her a bunch of voicemails not to talk to him. And her ward's boyfriend was like, don't go to the grill. So obviously something <laughs> fucked up is going on. Now Laura's acting like a totally different person who's horny for knives. And but that's, I mean, that's like, I feel like my meeting director would be like, are you drunk? Get out of my house. Like, you're being such a fucking creep yeah. right now. I mean, she Let's gets there eventually. You sober up. <laughs> It takes so long, though. It does. And, like, at first, he's like, listen, Aunt Jenna. Or he doesn't call her Aunt Jenna. He's like, listen, Jenna. Um, I know that there's something that I've been holding back from you, and I really want to tell you my secret is I'm obsessed with vampires. (laughs) And we're just like, oh, God, this is so weird. Like, in another universe, this is the beginning of an episode of Intervention. (laughs) Yes, or my secret obs- or my strange obsession or some like crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, what? <laughs> and Stefan's just sitting there like not able to say anything. He just kind of is letting it play out. So he will intervene at the appropriate moment. Right. And then Alaric goes on some like diatribe about, I've heard there's an Aztec curse on all of these mystical creatures that I know about. Vampires are the oldest creatures, except for werewolves. Right. Yes, that's what it is. And then Jenna's like, you're high. And I think Jenna is just kind of like fed up with Alaric's bullshit and then tells him to leave. Yeah. I think before that happens, we check back in with Elena and Elijah, though. Oh, okay. Because he's telling her like all the fun facts about how you can kill an original and that the only way is with the wood from the ash tree that his family burned, and that's where the dagger ash came from. And he says this thing that ends up coming up again a lot, which is oh. that the witches would not allow an all-powerful creature to live without there being some kind of weakness, because it restores balance to nature or something, so that's why the tree existed. But it's like really convoluted and weird. <laughs> It is. Well, this, yeah, so I think Elena then says, like, is this about the sun and the moon curse? And he's like, the sun and the moon curse? Doesn't that sound biblic- too biblical to you? And then like, we get the best flashback. Know, it sounds like super pagan. <laughs> nothing yeah, biblical yeah, about true. a sun and a moon curse. <laughs> right. Also, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Aztec. Yeah. Supposedly in the storyline. Like, I think my favorite scene of the episode is next. It's a flashback to like Klaus and Elijah like hanging out in a study together and Elijah's like, hey, look at this scroll I found from like Roman times. <laughs> 
And Klaus is like, oh, yes, I was super drunk when I wrote this. <laughs> and it's the sun and the moon curse that, that Klaus just made up when he was drunk. <laughs> and all this stuff has been happening because of this completely fake curse. Oh my god. And then, well, that gets, then it jumps back to Elijah and Elena, where he's like finally like, we made it all up. Right. And they it's like. Not real. Yeah. And they like went through great lengths. They like impersonated Aztecs. They did African drawings. They did Roman, like scriptures. Like, like all of these different. If you were thinking that the Aztec curse seemed kind of racist against, like, the Aztec culture... Yes. It's because it was. It was made up by white men. Right. Uh. <laughs> and they really made sure to, like, in one fell swoop, try and, like, cover every loophole that they knew every angry fan was going to write in about. So yeah. she's just, like... Yeah, so Elijah is like, so we spread this fake curse, like, everywhere we went for over a thousand years because... We knew the easiest way to get a doppelganger, to find a doppelganger if there was one, was to get all vampires and werewolves looking for it. I did like that logic. That's pretty yeah. solid. That was pretty good. But everything I know as a Vampire Diaries fan is now for nothing because the curse isn't real. <laughs> nope. Oh, God. So Elena's like, what the fuck? Um, so what is the point of everything that's been happening? And Elijah's like, well, that curse isn't real. There's another curse and it's much worse. Of course there's another curse. <laughs> but we first have to go back to the strange lunch party. Yes. Where it eventually devolves into Jenna telling Alari to get the fuck out. Yeah, after way, way too much time, she's finally like, get out of here. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, well, I don't want to leave. And she tries to leave and he starts threatening her with a knife. And Stefan zooms and pins him against a wall and Jenna's like, what the fuck? And then Stefan face boners at her and she leaves. Yeah, she's like, get out, Jenna! Yeah. <laughs> so Jenna officially is in on at least some secrets now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to enough. the club, Aunt Jenna. Took her long enough. Love you, girl. And gotta have a Buffy moment and talk about when Buffy's mom first finds out that vampires are a thing. After oh, that it. took way longer. It took it? so long. It was season three. <laughs> I believe. But at least... No, actually it was the end of season two, so kind of similar. Because Angelus was, like, running around, and Spike wanted to team up with Buffy to take him down, and so... Oh my god, I feel like like I thought it was, like, four years in. It felt like it was four years in. But Buffy, like, brings Spike over to the house and is like, we're in a band together. Uh, He's a drummer. But then some vampires attack, and they slay them, and Joyce is like, what the fuck? But I feel like a Buffy, at least Joyce was constantly accusing Buffy of, like, being on drugs, or, like, she knew something was going on. Jenna's just like... You know, they come home, she's just or they don't. Tequila. She's like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, yeah. how's your day? She's too busy working on her thesis. <laughs> she's just waiting for Elena to turn 21 so they can get drunk together. Yeah, it was like, at least Buffy's mom was like, something is happening. I feel like Buffy's mom reacts worse to it than Aunt Jenna does, because Buffy's mom throws her out of the house. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's rough. That's some Sheriff Forbes shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Buffy's mom is way more Sheriff Forbes than Jenna. <laughs> On a scale of Sheriff Forbes to Aunt Jenna, how okay are you with vampires? <laughs> oh, man. Buffy's mom definitely doesn't try to, like, hold her captive in a basement and 
like sent her boyfriend to spy on her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So not quite that bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of Buffy Corner. So when Jetta leaves, Stefan has like a butcher knife like pressed into Alaric's neck, which would probably kill him because he doesn't have the vampire powers, even though he's being possessed by a vampire. So Stefan just punches him in the face and kicks him in the ribs a couple times. And that's it. So then we leave uh, Stefan's boner face uh, back to the retention pond, I think, to (laughs) Elena and Elijah. And Elijah starts complaining that Elena's phone won't stop buzzing. Yeah. And the the thing that I remember most about this scene is he hands Elena her phone like between his fingers like a signal yeah. as like like some like he had to come up with a really cool way to hold a phone. That's how I, they do it in Europe. I was wondering if it was like because... in movies how everyone holds their gun upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, just answer the damn thing. And of course it's seven. Yes, and he's like, Hey Elena, hope everything's alright. Um I was with Aunt Jenna, and she saw Alaric, and it was close, and shit went sour. And I made a boner face on her. Yeah, and now she knows everything. And she's like, oh my god, I'll be right there. And Elijah's like, excuse me, I'm not done with my cool story yet. Like, you gotta stay. But she says, you have to trust me, I promise. I give you my word, I'll be right back. I'll BRB. And he's like, well, I'll only trust you if you keep your word. Yeah, he's like, I have no reason to believe you until you prove this. The idea, the, the idea that she has, like, her word means anything. She's been stabbed a bunch of yeah. times. Or like, a lot has gone down yeah. that makes her word pretty worthless. But she's like, come on. Yeah. One more shot. <laughs> so is this the point when Elijah explains the, the actual curse on Klaus? Well... Elena has run off for a minute, and this is giving Elijah feelings and memories that he just flashes back to privately. Oh, right. About Katerina. So he flashes back to a tender moment between himself and Catherine in 1492. It's this, my note for this is, adult catch me is embarrassing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I think, the second time in the series where you have, like, a grown-ass woman and a grown-ass man, she's going... Chase me, chase me. And it's like, whatever flashback is happening, Catherine's wearing a really over-the-top dress and frolicking around and giggling. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And like, I just feel like this whole Klaus-Elijah thing is very much mirroring what happened with Stefan and Damon, right? Yeah. And there are some kind of parallels kind of subtly in this episode where it's about like brothers squabbling with each other. Mm -hmm. So... Elijah is chasing after her but won't catch her and she's like you're supposed to catch me it's the point of the game and he's like oh but then I the game would be over and I don't want it to end ha 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 so there's some flirting <laughs> happening here and they have this like serious conversation about love and Catherine's like I don't understand why Klaus is courting me he doesn't seem to care about me at all and Elijah's like, well, he's so charming. Any woman would love to be with him. I know. That was so weird. There's like, again, <laughs> parallel to the Salvatore is like yeah. the brothers want to fuck each other. That also <laughs> runs in those families. Right. Like when they were talking about the drunk Aztec curse, Elijah like had his hand on Klaus's shoulder, like leaning over to look at the scroll very intimately. <laughs> right. 
Like, they really are into the sibling cest in this show. It's weird. But they're pandering to their audience because apparently there's a market for that shit. (laughs) Probably. Oh, there's got to be a lot of, like, anime-style drawings. Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, definitely of Seth and Damon. I'm sure there's a lot of fanfiction. Imagine of Elijah and Klaus. I mean, Elijah and Klaus are the originals, right? (laughs) Isn't that the spinoff? Huh? The originals? Yeah. Like, it has to be about Elijah and Klaus, kind of? I'm not going to say anything about the originals. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll <laughs> um, have to get there later. <laughs> I'm sure there is a lot of erratic fan fiction about these two separate pairs of brothers fucking each other. I don't understand. I don't really approve. I don't want to kink shame. So if you're into that, like, okay. But I don't understand you. <laughs> okay, but don't tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> don't send me any pics. They're going to send me pics now, aren't they? Yeah, we're going to get so many pics. Hey, if that meant people were tweeting at us, I would actually be happy. Yeah. Tweet at us, world. Just not pics. Um, anywho, Elijah is pretty much like, listen, Klaus is the best, and he promised he would come back and hang out with you, so please don't be so worried. Anyway, you have Trevor barking up your tree all the time anyway. He loves you, right? And then Catherine is like... Yes, Trevor believes that he loves me, but I'm not quite certain how true it is. Well, she says that love isn't true without reciprocation. Oh. So she's just not that into Trevor. Sorry, Trevor. Trevor. Uh, And you just think in the scene about how 500 years in the future, Elijah's going to slap Trevor's head off his body. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) I forgot. So Elijah drops the bomb that he doesn't believe in love. And Catherine's like, that's far too sad to bear. Love is the best. What is life without love? I'm like, who the fuck are you, Elena? <laughs> this was over the top, but I loved it. And then Klaus shows up. He's wearing like a 1492 leather jacket. I was going to say, like, there's no <laughs> This was a, like a period outfit. I can't see anything that anyone's wearing because I can't leave anything but the wigs. Yeah. They're just like like I can only see the top third of the TV <laughs> in any of these scenes. <laughs> he also has his shirt like unbuttoned really low and is covered in blood and Catherine's like, huh? Oh, I did see that part. Because <laughs> Catherine at this point is human and doesn't know about the vampires as far as I know. But uh, I think they're trying, like, that's the, the whole, like, love conversation they're trying to establish, like, her, that she's a sweet, innocent, like, normal, nice person. Yeah. Being courted by Lord Niklaus. Yeah. And Klaus is like, oh, yeah, I just got in a fight at the bar. It's no problem. Don't worry about it. And she's like, oh, all right. And they frolic off together, leaving Elijah behind looking pensive. And I think, like, at some point, Klaus, he, like, puts his hand on her waist and, like, turns around and, like... Oh, yeah, he smirks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. What was it? Like, thanks for watching her for me kind of look? I'll take it from here. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of thing. Gross. And then we go back to the Salvatores where Jenna's hanging out and Elena rushes in. It's like, oh, hey, Jenna, what's up? And Jenna is tweaking. Yeah, (laughs) and Jenna has seen some shit in the past 20 minutes. She looks very scared and she's like, Elena like vampires and immediately Elena is like oh my god I should have told you but I kept it from you because I thought I would be able to keep you safe sound familiar (laughs) 
They really are meant to be. I feel like this, like, storyline, though, that, like, if I keep a secret from you, it was because I was protecting you this whole, like, in in a lot of supernatural shows, like... I was only trying to protect you. As if walking around the world completely unaware of the constant danger that you're in makes you safer than, like, being able to, like, you know, put a fucking stake in your purse or something. Yeah, like, carry some maze around. Like, (laughs) good point, yeah. (laughs) I never understood that storyline. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, give her some forbid, tell her the truth, like, teach her how to use a crossbow. (laughs) Didn't they learn anything from, like, Caroline constantly getting compelled by Damon? Or from Jeremy finding out in a terrible way? Yeah, essentially they're letting all of their friends be sexually assaulted and eaten for their protection. I mean, mean, Matt still, or I guess now he knows, but, like, didn't know for a long time, like, people are drinking his blood, they're compelling him, they're compelling other people to... Like, make him murder people. They're just like, mm-hmm. what are you protecting him from? <laughs> They're not telling him. There's nobody left in town who doesn't at least know about vampires now. I think the person most in the dark now is Carol Lockwood because she doesn't know about the Salvatores. Right. And she doesn't know Tyler's a werewolf. And even Sheriff Forbes knows that Tyler's a werewolf. Yeah, because Matt told her. <laughs> werewolf? A werewolf. <laughs> NBD. So, yeah, she's like, your mom, when, when I was little, would tell me bedtime stories about vampires. Like, what kind of fucked up bedtime story <laughs> I know, your I sister? You trying to give her nightmares? Oh, <laughs> uh, the vampires will come and eat you. Yeah. And I, I thought they were fake. But nope, she now knows that vampires are real. Elena apologizes a bunch and hugs her. And Jenna's like, I'm supposed to be the one protecting you and Jeremy, not the other way around. I do like that Elena's apologizing for keeping secrets as if that's what Jenna's upset about. Yeah. Like, still no explanation for what's going on with Alaric. <laughs> yeah. That there are vampires, you know, like, she's clearly upset. Like, there are vampires everywhere. Everyone might die. Her boyfriend is being, I don't, I don't know what, possessed <laughs> by, by the disembodied vampire werewolf hybrid. Spoilers. And, like, <laughs> it's like... I'm sorry I kept secrets from you. That's what you're mad about, right? Yeah. Just that. And I think this might be the last we see of Aunt Jenna in this episode. <laughs> because then it pans out to, like, the doorway where Stefan is literally, like, standing with his back to the wall, like, right outside the doorway, like, listening to their conversation. <laughs> and it's so creepy, but there's, like, no comment made on it. It's just, like, that's what Stefan's doing right now. Of course he's watching over a private conversation that Lauren <laughs> is trying to have with her family member. Oh he's very misty, too. He's, like, crying a little. Yeah. yeah. And then Elena comes out to talk to him, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is all my fault. She's like, no, it's not your fault. Don't say that. And it's literally entirely his fault. Everything is his fault. Everything. He brought this upon all of them. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, now I have to go back to Elijah. Bye. <laughs> yes, but she's quickly intercepted on her way out by Damon. Yeah, he, like, body blocks her. And Stefan is like, Damon, let her go. Like, she's made her decision. And Damon is like, fuck no, I'm not letting her go. And Andy's, like, creeping behind him at this point, I think, too, right? Yeah, and she's like, take a pill, Damon. Yeah. And he tells her to get the fuck out. Yeah. And and Damon and Stefan have a super close-up, almost-kissed, like, whisper, angry whisper conversation. Yeah, and Damon's like, that's the second time you've gotten in my way today. Don't. Do a third. 
Right. And get like a lot of really good Ian Somerhalder eyebrow acting. Yeah. Which I'm For convinced sure. if he shaved his eyebrows off of his face, he <laughs> would not be able to act that <laughs> bit. Like his career would just be over. <laughs> he does have very expressive eyebrows. They it's move all over the place. of what he does is just like move the eyebrows. Well, we've learned your secret, Ian. We're coming for you. <laughs> you will be. We should shave his eyebrows in retribution for him throwing his wife's birth control. In I know. Bed. I was gonna say we need to all hide our birth control oh, first. That was a bummer story. Yeah. Congratulations on your baby, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They have this showdown, and Elena, while they're, like, gazing into each other's eyes, sneaks off. But before we see her go back to Elijah, we see Catherine, who is now, again, getting really drunk, and this time has an extended dance party, the likes of which we haven't seen since Damon and Vicky. (laughs) But she's all by herself. Yes. The girl is feeling it. Yeah, she's dancing around, going crazy, and then suddenly she hears a sound at the door, and she zooms to the couch and sits there very somberly, but the music is still playing really loud. She still has, like, the whiskey bottle in front of her. I know, she's, like, trying to play it cool, but it's totally clear that she's just hammered. Yeah. But, like, he didn't tell her she couldn't get crunk. No. She stayed. (laughs) Right. So, Elijah, or... Alar Klaus walks in and she's like, oh, hey, Klaus, would you like a drink? And he's like, turn this music down. And then she hands him the whiskey bottle and he just fucking throws it against the wall. Yep. And he's like, what I want is for you to sit down and shut up. It was harsh. And And he was trying to compel her, but it didn't work, right? Because Yeah, she's on her vein, but she has to pretend that it worked. So she sits down and shuts up. And then... A bunch of peeps just start streaming into this apartment. <laughs> yeah, Manwich shows up and Alar class is like, what took you so long? And he's like, you have a lot of luggage. And he's like carrying a bunch of suitcases and things. So and there's then... like a bunch of task rabbits like carrying in the bags. Yeah. And then this lady strolls in and we know she's a witch because she's black. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Super cute lady witch. And she's like, what's up, sexy? I missed you. Nice body. <laughs> Are you ready to take it off? And who is it? We find out that it's Greta Martin, a.k.a. the long-lost sister of Luca. R.I.P. R.I.P. girl and the daughter of Dr. Jonas. And they were doing all this to save her, and it turns out she's just, like, all about Klaus's dick and wanted to be there. She's I know. Sorry, guys. You died for nothing. Especially you, Or they could have just... You know, respected her choices and let it go. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wonder like what the conversation was when she left. <laughs> right. I mean, witches can be compelled. I think so. Maybe she's oh, just compelled yeah. to watch. All right, him. that's a good point. But oh. who knows? Can they though? I mean, I don't know it if we've seen like it happen. At any funny. point, if a vampire tried to compel a witch, they just you know headache. Probably you know, aneurysm. I don't know if we ever quick. find out. But if anybody could do it, an original could. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, yeah, now they roll in this giant, like, suitcase that doesn't seem like the right shape for a human body, but apparently it, Klaus is It looks there. like it's only, like, four feet long, and it's it's really, like, wide, but certainly not long enough. Like, like is his body folded, folded Maybe up? his body is like, in like the same bag? pose that Elijah was in in the doorway earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So they've they've brought his body so he can cast off Alaric's skin and be himself again. But before that happens, we have to go back to the story of 1492. 
because Elena has gone back to the Lockwood mansion where Elijah is just waiting. Who knows where Carol is? He just, He's like lit a fire and he's drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> he's just made himself at home. Did she go to her meeting or not? Or is she just like milling about upstairs? Um, and Elena like gets down to business pretty quick. She's like, listen, I'm back. This is all great. But tell me now, like, what is Klaus's curse? Yeah. And then we get some long exposition from Elijah. It's like, okay, listen, Klaus... Is, was great like our family was really close but he and my dad never got along and then it turned out it was because Klaus was a straight up bastard uh-huh. mom was fucking around and he had a different daddy so oh, this was yeah he says uh, that she was unfaithful and that was her darkest secret oh like, yes she has seven vampire children <laughs> But this is the worst. Live next door to a, a werewolf uh, community. Yeah. Her deepest, darkest secret. Because the biggest, like, revelation here is <laughs> that secret daddy was a werewolf. And daddy original killed that man and his whole family, which is the whole origin for why vampires and werewolves hate each other. Uh, Way to go. It rages today. It always comes from some man being really pissed about <laughs> a lady fucking somebody. Why are men? Why are they? So this ancient rivalry sparked from this. And Elena's like, wait, so if Klaus's dad was a werewolf, does that mean that he's a werewolf? Or is he a vampire? And Elijah's like, he's both. Ah! What? You can be both? Nobody told me this. (laughs) So this is the first time we hear the term hybrid, which we will hear ever and ever and ever. We'll There's never stop hearing hybrids about hybrids. Rolling around. Well, what we learn is that the curse is that the witches were like, no, we can't have somebody who's a vampire and a werewolf. They would be way too powerful. We need to have balance. Mm-hmm. So the witches cursed Klaus so that his werewolf side is dormant and he wants uh-huh. to break that curse so he can be a true hybrid and sire a hybrid army. And build his own race. Yes. He wants to feel his werewolf fantasy and he wants to have an army and take over the world. And side note, because apparently, as we learned from Uncle Mason getting stabbed by Damon at that weird barbecue. Um, <laughs> we have the barbecue. <laughs> werewolves will heal if they're cut by silver. And the dagger with the ash is silver. So the dagger won't work on Klaus. Because he would heal from it. And the only way to kill him is with a witch. Yes. And... That witch has to attack him when Klaus is at his weakest, which would be when he was transitioning into a werewolf. So the, that's why the ritual sacrifice has to happen. Wow. This was a lot of information, and thank you for summarizing <laughs> it for us. It sure was a lot of information, and Elijah has one last little tidbit, which is shown in a flashback where he goes to Klaus, and it's like the day before they're going to do the sacrifice with Katharina. He's like, listen, I've been talking to the witches, and they think there's a way that we can spare the doppelganger's life. Like, can we do that, please? Because I'm in love with Catherine. And Klaus is like, you simple fool. You fell for her. She's nothing. She's a human. She's pointless. Leave it alone. We will not have the witches pursue this. Yeah, he's like, listen, vampires must not feel nor care. Love is the greatest weakness of a vampire. That seems inaccurate. (laughs) Like, maybe a wooden stake is the biggest weakness of a vampire. Not sure, but... So, yeah, Elijah had a big old heart boner for Catherine, and he wanted to save her. 
that Klaus did not give half a fuck. And then, as he says to Elena, Catherine took things into her own hands, so the point was moot. But he has a method that he thinks they can go through the sacrifice and Elena can live. And that's a game changer. And why didn't you say that earlier? They would not have stabbed you. Would have been useful information. I feel like he wanted his camaraderie with them to come nobly. Because he's a very noble man. He's such a noble man. Thanks, Elena. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be like he can't trust anyone unless they're all working for Klaus. If Klaus finds out that he's trying to kill him, it would all... Yeah. I mean, that's how I would write out that loophole if I were writing for the show. But <laughs> if, if that you were. <laughs> yes, please do. Um. Go back in time. <laughs> so then we pop over to the Salvators, where shit is just going down. Yeah. So Damon is there, and he's fucking pissed, right? Oh, because yeah. he's mad that Stefan let Elena go gallivanting out with Elijah. Mm -hmm. And who's bearing the brunt of this anger? Andy. Andy. Oh, this seems... Sorry. Yeah, he tells her to get out because she's, like, trying to get involved. She's trying to care for him. Yeah, well, she leaves for now, and Stefan goes in on Damon, like, hey, you're victimizing her. I'm like, oh, Stefan is the one to finally voice this. Like, this is not right. Like, Stefan's never been in a relationship that's not right. (laughs) But Damon's like, you should be thanking me because she's my distraction from other avenues I might want to pursue. Right. And Stefan is like, oh, yeah, uh, thank you for being in love with my girlfriend. This is all during another super close, almost kissed, like loud whisper contest. Oh, yeah. Face to face. And Stefan then drops a bomb. He's like, well, listen, you're in love with my girlfriend. That's fine. I have one thing that you will never have. I think he's going to say, like, free entry into her vagina. <laughs> like, re- reciprocation. No. He says, her respect. Oh, and that is the moment when Damon can't take it anymore. Yeah, he literally throws him across the room into a bookcase and smashes it. And they start having this giant, strong vampire fight. Yeah. And this kind of parallels with another flashback that we see now where Klaus comes running into a room where Elijah's like sitting there reading a book and he's like, what did you do? You told her something. Katarina has run away. And Elijah's like, I promise I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything. And we know that it was all Trevor. Yep. Trevor from our (laughs) modern point of view, but Klaus thinks it was Elijah and he gets really close a la the Salvatores and is like, believe me when I say that if this, that if you did do this, I will kill you. Wow. So their brotherly relationship is now suffering. Man, people can turn on their brothers pretty quick. Right? (laughs) And it's always about a Petrova doppelganger. It is. Damn these Petrovas. Stop breeding. (laughs) Stop having doppelgangers. End the bloodline. Adopt. Doppelgangers. That whole conversation they have earlier where he's like, the best way to find the doppelganger and the moonstone is to have everyone looking for them. But it seems like you just have to go down the family tree. Yeah. You know? Although, like, people presumably didn't know that Catherine had had a baby. Because Klaus, up until this point, thought that the bloodline was gone after Catherine became a vampire, I think. Yeah, because her Which makes it really stupid that he went and slaughtered her whole family because they have the Petrova blood and could have made another (laughs) couple ganger down the line. But 
He was mad. He's just like my oldest grandson. He never thinks things through. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really fun. The brothers are now at each other's throats, just like the Salvatores. And then Elena and Elijah come in and Elena's like, stop it. What are you doing? Because they're beating each other up and yelling at each other. And it's, like, so embarrassing to do that in front of Elijah, who always is, like, very cool and calm. I know. And he's just looking around like, uh... These are the people I have to deal with. (laughs) I know. But Elena's like, listen, Elijah and I have decided to honor our original agreement. (laughs) And then we get a great moment, which we will be putting on our Instagram. (laughs) Yes, Elijah just has really one demand so that they can move forward with, you know, being in a respectable relationship. And he's like, I just want an apology from you, Stefan and Damon. (laughs) And everybody's like, what? Yeah, it's like, just an apology for killing me. And I I mean, it makes sense. I would want an apology if I was Elijah. Like, how could you cause me to go gray and veiny? I'm so hot. (laughs) It's just cruel to the world. He does keep saying killing me as if he had died. I mean, just like... I mean, he would have been dead indefinitely if Elena hadn't gone and taken out the dagger. That's like as dead as he can get. Yeah. But it's not... I feel like if all it takes is to pull the dagger out, it's like, are you dead really? Or are you just like taking a nap until I mean, it's gone? <laughs> it was rude. They invited him to a dinner party. And Definitely. I guess... If, all right. That, that actually makes it more reasonable for him to only want an apology. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're cool. Just say you're sorry. So Stefan gets all like, I, I'm really sorry for the part I played in killing you. I did it for Elena. I'll always protect Elena. It's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> it is cool. a really shitty apology. It's one yeah. of those, like, I'm sorry you were offended. Yeah. Apologies. Exactly. Like, it but wasn't that good, but it sounded formal. <laughs> it's the best that you're going to get from a Salvatore. Especially <laughs> compared to Damon's apology, which is literally, you can all go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't believe that they can trust Elijah. He... Like, Elena says he found a way to spare her life, and he's like, bullshit. Mm -hmm. And he storms off, and Stefan does the speech like, hey, like, listen, he's really mad at me right now. This isn't about you. He'll come around. Yeah. And you kind of see a twinkle in Elijah's eye, like, he's remembering his fights with Klaus, and, like, he understands the brotherly squabble element of it, so he lets it go. I didn't pick up on that. Gotcha. That's good. Because there end up being a lot of parallels between Klaus and Elijah and Stefan and Damon. Mm -hmm. Like, not even just in this episode. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, and then the grossest part of the episode happens. Oh, so hard to watch. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I feel... I just... Can we just skip it? No. (laughs) Somebody else has to do it. Sorry. Not it. All right. So... Unfortunately, when Damon storms out of the apology room, um, he goes into his bedroom where Andy Starr is waiting for him in sexy black underwear and bra and high heels. And she's like, hey, like, I'm so sorry you're upset. It's like so hard for you to see like Elena like this. And she's like being really nice and sympathetic. Mm -hmm. And Damon is like, listen, I'm really fucking upset. Well, he doesn't say fucking. I'm really upset. And you know what happens when I get upset. And she's just standing there. And then he just straight up attacks her and, like, starts feeding on her in a very violent way. And Andy reacts. And she's, like, screaming and, like, falls to the floor and is writhing in pain. And it's really crazy because it's, like, he's fed on her in the past and it doesn't seem to hurt her. Is it that Mm -hmm. he was being more aggressive or is that she wasn't being compelled? 
I think, like, in the past, he's just gently drank from her. So uh-huh. it's, like, a little prick, and then, you know, he yeah. drinks a reasonable amount. But this time, he was, like, going at it, and she probably lost a lot of blood. And, like, the worst thing about this scene, I think, is at first he's like, I told you to go. And she's like, you didn't compel me. And yeah. so it's like she made this uncompelled decision. She, and she's like, I want to be here. You should know that somebody cares about you. Like, she's she trying to help makes a very heartfelt him. speech. Yeah. Right. And he just goes to town and then compels her to leave. Yeah, he's, he's like, like you got to get out of here before I kill you. And she's, like, upset and, like, gathering her clothes and her belongings and, like, trying to scramble out of there. Yeah. It's not great. And it's, like, okay, I know we're going to end up having to root for Damon again in the future, but this is a domestic abuse. This is, like, I'm so sorry I hit you. Like, I can't control myself. You have to leave. Because of my male aggression. I mean, they definitely, like, like put it in the show. It's, like, oh, we got to make sure everyone knows that he's sorry. Yes, much like most domestic abusers until yeah. the next time they do it. Right. So that's fun. We'll get into it more in Wiremen. But <laughs> the last scene of the episode is back at Alaric's apartment. And Manwich is there yammering and putting his hands by Alaric's head. So you know we're going to back to the body switching. There's candles. Greta's there. They're all chanting. And Alaric is standing there and he's just kind of... Alar Klaus for a second and then he has a brief moment of lucidity where he looks across the room at Catherine and he's like Elena and then he just passes out and like hits the ground like a ton of bricks Mm -hmm. Um, and then Manwich and Greta open up the giant slightly human sized chest (laughs) and out walks real Klaus with Normal modern hair looking yeah, a lot cuter. Yeah, I wrote, oh, hi, Klaus. He's, he's looking pretty good. I wrote, nice hair. Yeah. But yeah. he also... I wrote, dead <laughs> dead body haircut. Like, yeah. clearly someone had to take that dead body somewhere and mm-hmm. get its haircut. He Although, had a salon day. Maybe he got a haircut before it was yeah. a Perhaps. lifeless body, but still. <laughs> so he, like, walks out and he's simpering which i think is a word that will be i'll be using to describe him forever like he has this little smirk he does he like purses his lips and it's like so british and so like i'm a dandy Mm -hmm. and like fuck you like i want to punch his face every time he does that i know he's like looking all proud i hate it i'm klaus look at me in my body again (laughs) i've missed you katarina and that's the end wow so much shit went out of this episode. I feel like I say that all the time, but this one... <laughs> it's always true. It, it, it is always true, just so the people know, but we've been hyping up Klaus for, like, over a season now, right? Yeah. And so, I remember the first time I watched this episode when they revealed Klaus, I was like, him? Like, her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, see, I can accept objectively that Joseph Morgan is attractive, but I always feel like Klaus should be hotter. He is attractive, but he also looks evil. I feel yeah. like it's a delicate balance to find the right type of actor to play that character. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have a huge boner for Joseph Morgan, so this okay. that is not an issue for me. I guess it's just personal taste. <laughs> I'm team Elijah is hottest. Elijah's definitely hotter because he's noble. <laughs> I did like like Beth's take that he would be like an old old man, or like disgusting. But again, like we're talking during the episode, it's like it's a teenager show, so you can't have anyone on screen. Everybody has to be forty. Yeah, they have to. 
even, even the parents. Yeah, even like the guardians. 39. You have like a lot of like young teachers and dead parents and young guardians. It's all to yeah. just like keep the interest. You can't have like old people walking around. Yeah, yeah absolutely not. So that is Klaus, the episode and the character. Sorry that your theory was wrong, Beth. Uh, it's fine. I feel like it would have been cool if my theory was right, though. You had a good theory. You should have written this show. I should have. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't have, because I have no idea what's going on half the time. <laughs> so who do we want to punch? Ooh, okay. Um, Lindsay, do you want to go first? Yeah, you have the honor. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I need a minute to, like... <laughs> backtrack a little who do I want to punch the most I, I mean I feel like you guys get this question <laughs> yeah I mean there's usually multiple contenders yeah it's hard in an episode that didn't have Matt Tyler or Jeremy it is those are usually easy choices the usual success. and no Uncle John Gilbert either yeah oh, also an excellent choice I guess for this one I think the easiest choice for me is Damon yeah mm-hmm. because he's literally physically abusing people yeah. Yeah, people who have, like, placed their trust in him. And are, like, he's saying really he's nice things using the person he's in a relationship, trying to control a woman who he's not in a relationship with at all. Mm-hmm. Trying, upset with his brother about not being controlling toward his girlfriend. Yeah, Damon really sucks in this episode. He does. More so than usual. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like they need to remind you, though. She's like, Wait, don't forget it, guys. He's like, he's bad. <laughs> but this is not, like, sexy bad. This is just, yeah. like, you belong in jail bad. Yeah, for sure. It's very disappointing to see because I feel like, as of lately, Damon had taken a turn where he was getting along well with everybody. And it seemed like him and Stefan were on the same team without letting Elena come between them. Mm-hmm. But that's all gone. Yeah. So we'll see how that pans out in the remaining three episodes of the season. Oh, there's only three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Shit's about to get super real. <laughs> you have no idea. Will a lot more shit go down? So much shit you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like five toilets worth. Oh, shit oh explosion. God. Good shit Lord. explosion. What about you, Beth? Um, so this one is a little tricky because there's not that many people in the episode, like Lindsay mm-hmm. mentioned, but I think if I have to punch anyone, it's going to be Klaus. Yeah. Um, Klaus is the origin of this giant war between werewolves and vampires. Um, he, I mean, that was because he was born. His dad did. <laughs> True. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. But he still sucks. Yeah, he still sucks. Like, he is the source of all of our characters fear and discontent um i'm definitely not down for the whole idea that he was telling elijah that they can't have feelings it's what makes them weak that human lives are not valued at all Mm -hmm. um so that would be my pick for the week for sure i like it how about you claire I mean, I agree with both of yours, so uh-huh. now that I have to pick a third character, yeah. I'm going to say Aunt Jenna. Nice. I feel really bad for Aunt Jenna, and I understand, like, her current emotions, but I'm just really mad about the fact that she went and fucked off to campus for, like, <laughs> two whole weeks. Yeah. And then came back and expected it to be, like, fine. Like, oh, where are Jeremy and Elena? I haven't checked in at any point, and now they're not answering my calls, like... Fuck you. Of course they aren't. You abandoned them. You had a legal obligation to take care of them, and your feelings were hurt, so you ran off. You can't do that. 
So it serves you right to have this bomb dropped on you when you come back. You yeah, idiot. you absolutely can't do that. I agree with you. And it's like, Jeremy, for all she knows, is still somewhat of a troubled youth. And like, we still don't know where Jeremy is. Yeah, right? <laughs> she doesn't. How's his Wi-Fi serving him now? He's hiding in a witch. He's literally been having a sleepover in a witch basement with his girlfriend this entire time. Like, probably playing World of Warcraft with his Wi-Fi. Uh, I know. I feel like if I were going to punch in, it would just be like, uh, like just to like nod some sense into her. Generally, was like yeah. the scene in the kitchen took way too much time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think she deserves a punch as much as the ones that you said, but I was still mad at her. But yeah, you got to <laughs> pick somebody. Yeah. And why are men we got into a little bit already with the domestic abuse situation, but it's like people tend to think of domestic abuse as like a man in a dirty tank top just like <laughs> yelling at and beating up his wife but it's more so like this situation where it's like oh i love you so much and i'm so sorry i did this i'll never do it again and then it's just a cycle where it keeps happening and they feel really bad about it every Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and that's like damon like he's always having these character moments where it's like a hamlet fucking situation where he's like i've just done i'm having these terrible urges like talking to a compelled woman like with that one lady on the street that one time, sorry, yeah. this is not making any sense. But no, it is. Where he's, like, using these women as, like, a barometer of, like, what his moral situation is at that, that moment. Like, am I going to kill you or am I not? Either way, it's all about me. <laughs> like, you're just a prop in my internal moral dilemma. And, like, I'm in a really bad mood right now, so I might eat you. Right. It's, it's really disturbing to watch, especially the way that they formulated this scene where we see Damon, as Lindsay mentioned, like feeling like racked with guilt after he sends um, Andy away. It's like that doesn't make up for what you just did. And it it doesn't make it any better. And it shouldn't make us feel sympathetic, but the show is designed for us to feel bad for Damon after that scene. Or to be like, that's so nice that he compelled her to leave instead of killing her. Like he's such a good guy. Like, no. (laughs) He did like again the bare minimum thing to like not want us to make us want to chop his head off. And I still kinda do. Like, poor Andy. She has no choice in all of this. Like, she has these glimmers of strong personality. Like, can you imagine if she wasn't compelled, like, how fast she would get the fuck out? Yeah. I just, I feel like, like, writers of shows like this, especially knowing their audience, because I've mentioned, too, like, while we're watching, it's like, it's so much harder to watch as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, as knowing a, as more a about these things. As a 30-year-old woman than it is as an 18-year-old woman. Right. Where like, oh, poor Damon. He's really going through something. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. And then, I mean, the show's, it's written, it's designed, like Beth said, like, designed to be that way. And, like, that's... But that's I mean, you know worse. who's watching this show. The because what are, girls are watching what are they show, learning like, about domestic abuse? Exactly. Like, like, oh, but really, it's not his fault. As like, long as he's, he's sorry or sad about it. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not really sending great messages. And, like, I understand, like, they're trying to work with this dynamic of, like, they they need this character to be evil. Like, mm-hmm. but finger, not and I'm using though. finger quotes here, like, evil. So they have to, they have to give you, like, a little dose of a reminder occasionally about how evil he is. He's the bad one. And that he's the bad boy. Yeah. But I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom would have. <laughs> um, but, like, that, you know, the, that's, I feel there's got to be a different way to maintain that, that he's yeah. bad or even literally just straight up murdering people in yeah. the fantasy genre. 
I prefer that if they could just have him murder someone occasionally rather than like just like intimate like, fucked up thing. yeah sexual abuse and physical abuse and like emotional abuse yeah. it, it's you know like and especially like teaching young women like this is you know you can fix him if you love him enough yeah right? like, just forgive him he cried look he cried oh aren't you so sad he cried yeah, like he that. absolutely needs somebody there to care for him and that's why he's acting out just no. like have him kick a puppy have him uh. <laughs> you know like and then you zoom out slightly from this to the dynamics that are like the theme of this episode which is Stefan and Damon and Elijah and Klaus and that these brothers are at each other's throats because of the way that they feel about a woman who has no agency in the situation. Right. And, like, the women are just pawns and whatever shit is going on between them. And we keep talking about it, but also Elena and Catherine are boring. They have, like, (laughs) no Catherine's not boring. Boring. She's not not anymore. She's not boring now, but when... Elijah and oh, yeah, Klaus are fighting over her. Like, she's just boring. She's yeah. pretty. <laughs> it just goes to show that, like, people can, like, fall head over heels for you yeah. if you're boring and pretty. And I just wish mm-hmm. that we had stronger female characters that weren't being used as, like, sex slaves. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. I do, I almost, like, dislike, too, when the show actually tries to bring attention, you know, when, when Stefan calls Andy, like his play thing or whatever it's like the show is like no 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 we we know this is bad like they try to remind you like we're aware i prefer they didn't yeah like when you point out that you know you're just pointing out that you know you're doing a terrible thing (laughs) it's like on gossip girl to bring that show up again when in the pilot chuck bass tries to rape jenny humphrey and then like four seasons later they're like okay we gotta acknowledge this because like they're living in the same house at that point because their parents got married and Jenny is like, listen, I'm never going to want to be in the same place as you after what you did at the Kiss on the Lips party in the pilot episode. <laughs> and so Chuck has to like have this moment in that episode later where he's like, I'm really sorry for the way I behaved that day. Like, I regret it so much. I'm like, no, you don't. The writers probably just like got a lot of shit from people on Twitter and we're like, okay, fine, we'll we'll address this. Yeah. What, what were you and I were just talking about the... What should... Oh... It was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm. The entire relationship between the two the two characters, a male character pursuing a female character, she very clearly says no, thank you. Yeah. Over and over and over again, to the point of like stalking, like mm. and, and I said I was like, do you think like do you think that happened organically, or do you think someone wrote a lot? Like, how many angry letters did yeah, that show get they, before they were like, like put the kibosh oh, on that? Yeah. <laughs> within the first season, thank God. And it's like, did they realize that they were doing something fucked up, or was it fan pressure? Oh, wow. I still need to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You do. Despite that one glaring yeah. uh-huh. defect, it's a really great show. And they get rid of and that And they really correct fast. it, yeah. <laughs> get to correct it. Good, good. <sighs> we have so many show wrecks this episode. We do. <laughs> Cougar Town, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Buffy. So, yeah. Let's really bring it all around to who should have done it, because I'm sick of men. Me too. Lindsay, do you want to pick your who should have done it I had one right away. Elena and Elijah do a lot of close whispering in this episode. You stole mine. There's a lot of like super face-to-face, like the almost kiss whisperer talk. Right. It's a theme in the whole show, the the Mm -hmm. super close like whisper conversation where everyone looks like they're about to kiss. 
And the um, whole episode is about them, like, learning to trust each other. I know. Yeah. And they're so honest and straightforward with one another. And they give each other agency to make decisions while trusting that they'll act in each other's best interest, which is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, I get a lot of, like, satisfaction from my own personal boner for Elijah because they're, like, close-ups of his face and his really cute yeah. mole. I just want Elijah again, to get laid. I'd like to kiss him on. <laughs> <laughs> And if I can't do it, somebody else needs to. That's a good choice. Also, I feel like there is an element of Elijah being able to somewhat redeem his feelings for Catherine Mm -hmm. in being with Elena, which sounds really creepy when I say it out loud. (laughs) Well, at least it's like an honest reference to them being identical rather than being Stefan and trying to pretend it's not weird. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we still have not resolved the fact that Stefan's like, oh, I knew you were different than Catherine, and that's why I came here. But yeah. that's a conversation okay, for a different day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what do you think, Beth? Oh, I'm struggling. I would have picked um, Elijah and Elena for sure. Yeah. I'm still debating it over. Do you have one on deck, Claire? Um, I feel like I stole the obvious answer. <laughs> I want to go back in time and have Elijah and Catherine get together and run away together. Oh, nice. Because, like, Catherine wouldn't have had to become the Catherine she is now. I feel like she still had the potential to be a really interesting woman. Like, she already, like, had all this shit in her past. Maybe they could have been happy together and killed Klaus together and just, you know... <laughs> Or at least just, like, fucked once before the sacrifice thing was going to happen. Because I thought it seemed like she had a bit of a thing for him, too, but was, like, for whatever reason, like, stuck in this thing with Klaus. Right, yeah. Again, I just want Elijah to get laid. Maybe in 2011, maybe in 1492, (laughs) just at some point in his life. It was really sad that in 1492 they didn't have, like, Columbus, like, roll over and be like, okay, guys. They could have killed him, that asshole. Right? That would have been good. <laughs> All right, now it's your turn, Beth. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to pick Alar Klaus and Manwich. Mm. <laughs> you know, there was a whole weird vibe in that apartment when they were doing the seance. Yeah. Um, Lots of romantic candlelight. There was a lot. Of, <laughs> right, there was candlelight. Everybody was, like, feeling a little bit on edge and... They should have taken the edge off. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that, you know, Manwich has been there for Alar Klaus throughout this weird short journey. Yeah. And, you know. At the very least, they should have, like, watched him porn and jerked off together. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so that's my pick for the week. I like it. All right. Well, this has been a really long and fun episode. Thank you for joining us, Lindsay. Yeah, oh, thanks, thanks so for much. having me. I was so nervous on my oh. last time. Oh my god, no. Don't worry. You I thought about, I'm like, I asked Beth what episode it was going to be. I thought about watching it first just Aww. to be like extra prepared, but I didn't want to ruin it. So. Don't worry. I don't know any of the characters' names, and this is like our 41st episode. Stephanie. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. <laughs> that card. Oh. So if you enjoyed this episode... Or if you didn't, feel free to hit us up and Mystic follow us all over the internet. You can tweet at us at the VD Diaries. You can find us on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. And don't forget, we'll have um, a picture of Claire's favorite cocktail. (laughs) 
Ew. <laughs> and we also often have funny video clips from the episodes so you can understand the hilarity of what we're discussing. Right. And if you want to uh, subscribe or follow us, we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We got another review this week. It wasn't very nice, but we still appreciated it because we like knowing that you guys are out there and listening. We do. And and having thoughts that you care enough about to write. So whatever you have to say to us, we want to hear it. We sure do. And with that, I would like to advise you all to stay safe. Don't immediately trust anybody who stabbed you and then unstabbed you. (laughs) Make them prove it. Make them work for it. And if you find a really handsome man in a dungeon, take a dagger out of his chest and see what happens. Stay noble, y'all. Mozzarella.